Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Welcome to another episode of the Blacksmith's Furnace with me, Robert. Me, Pete. <laughs> me, Mo. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah. so I, switch, I switch names. And um, me, Pete. All right. Last time I checked. <laughs> so let's get into this. What a week it's been. You know, Leicester raised the cup. They won the title. They raised that premiership title. I got confused. I was like, what happened to Leicester? This is how you know Peter and I don't really watch football. <laughs> they, they almost got relegated last season. Right. They were 5,000 to 1 mm-hmm. to yeah. win. To win. Really? We are all Leicester fans. <laughs> and, and like, guys actually bet on Leicester to win the title. So like, bucket uh, and betting shops are pinging out millions uh-huh. this season. So it's a bit peak. And what else happened this week? Um, Sadiq Khan, mm-hmm. Meh. Yeah. You guys vote. You know what? I overestimated the amount of time I had to register. So when it got to voting time, I was like, oh, snap. I forgot to register. <laughs> Did you vote, Pete? No. That's why change never happens, because no one ever votes. Because Christians never vote. Yeah, man. We need, we need that Christian ethos in the, in the voting system. They should just make like a Christian party. Did you vote? Yeah. There's yeah, a Christian, a Christian party. party. Which, 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 which party is that? It's called the Christian party. Literally. <laughs> was it on the book? Was it on the... That's why they're not in power. Because it's called the Christian party. <laughs> well, no, I don't think they actually present that many great policies or anything. I don't know if they actually have. No, you know, there was one called... Alcohol does more damage than cannabis. I think that was, like, the name of a party. Sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they did too well. <laughs> No, what's happened? And me Khan got knocked out as well, mate. Mm-hmm. Oh. That, that was so sad. Oh. That knockout was dirty. <laughs> oh, my God. You were a perfectly placed shot. <laughs> and he was wide open as well. well was that, so the thing is, he was about to throw a hook. Yeah. The 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 knockout punch, yeah, just made him reevaluate his whole boxing career. <laughs> but you know what? It, it comes with a sport, innit? So yeah. I can't really... Looking too tough, and from what I'm hearing, he was kind of punching above his belt, above his weight. Yeah, he moved up. He moved up, and Canelo, you don't. Like, Canelo's a beast, Canelo. He's punching above his weight, so respect to him for having that sort of drive to go there, but still, that knockout was just political. <laughs> yeah, nah, that was. <laughs> Alright, story time. Mm. So, this story takes us back to, I think it was the second year of uni. Okay. Okay, so it starts. Fresh as fair. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of things started fresh as fair. A lot of things started fresh as mm-hmm. fair. So I was part of um, Unite, which is a Christian performing arts society. And at Fresh as Fair, that's when, you know, it's so funny. Anyway, so, um, yeah, Fresh as Fair, we're out looking for new members, like Freshers, to come and join the society. And then, obviously, there was this one girl. Babes, yeah? It was, it was <laughs> like, it was like love, love at first sight. Oh, no. Love at first sight. I was... I was smitten. You didn't drop names? No, 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 no. <laughs> we don't do them things. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I saw her freshers, we talked a bit, I, I didn't see her again until August of that, no, July. July, June, July of the academic year. And then I saw her at like a rave, then I was after party, went to the after party, we're just talking, exchanged numbers. Went on a date. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, you know, you know me. <laughs> yeah, we know you. you know, we know you. The romantic Drake. Well, you know, at times even I can be a bit fickle when it comes to romance. So it gets the the second date. Things happen. Oh yeah. And then it was like the rose tinted glasses came off. Oh. Yeah. She wasn't as interesting as I. <laughs> <laughs> No wonder as he didn't want to drop names. As I first thought. Which was, which, which was unfortunate. And so basically, you were smitten by the external appearance. Yeah, entirely. Yeah. Which, which happens. Happens to the best of us. Happens yeah, to the best of us. And unfortunately, she was not more than just a pretty face. I know. That conversation was so dead and oh. it just upset me. Anyway. Hey, yo, if... If you listen to this podcast <laughs> and you, you recognise the story... <laughs> right in. Grace and peace to you, yeah? Mm-hmm. Jesus still loves you, yeah? <laughs> right here with your side of the story. <laughs> For real, right? I want to hear your side of the story. <laughs> no, you don't. I'm telling the whole story anyway. Anyway, 
So yeah, so now I'm bored. I know if I'd, I'd, I'd be one of those guys that that just like smash and dash, but unfortunately on this one, in this one time, on this one occasion, I was one of these guys. But I didn't know how to end it because I'm a nice guy and I didn't know how to end it. I like that little confession, you know. <clears throat> smash and dash, mm. hit and run. Mm. This is like like the only like only time ever. Lash and dash. So what you do in these kind of situations? Pray. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and, and like I actually prayed, I actually prayed about this. I said to God, God, you need to like help me find the way out of this, this, this of the situation because because I was going to go on as well, and I didn't want this to be hanging over your holding head. you back. Yeah, he didn't want to be in a committed relationship here when he's in Ghana. Able to have fun. <laughs> of course not. Anyway, so then like I think it was two, three days before I, I go to Ghana, I get a phone call from her. And she's like, Robert, I've got something to tell you. I'm like, no, what is this? <laughs> <laughs> you know every single bad thing started going through my head, yeah. And then she was like, um I just heard I just had a phone call from my my ex-boyfriend. Or well, she had she got a phone call from her ex-boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And then apparently he had given her something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, we, but we know when you're doing these nonsense things, there are rules in it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you know, my your three, your three rules. The Trinity. What's yeah. the Trinity? Number, number one. Right. Always keep a condom in your wallet. Wow. Number two. Never have sex with a girl you can't see yourself having having a kid with. Rule number three. Never break both rules at the same time. Okay. You know? Alright. And luckily, I followed rule number one. <laughs> so, I, so, I, so I was protected. I was protected. I was shielded. Not by abstinence, no. <laughs> Look, I, I couldn't be shielded um, by everything at, at this point. <laughs> Man said he was recruiting for Unite. <laughs> working on the enemy's camp. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> You know, I was young, I was reckless, I was foolish. <laughs> so then, you know, I should have mocked, I should have mocked. So you know, when the girl tells you like that, that she might have something, obviously that's like a, and, and that's what you need to say, you know what, maybe we should just stop seeing each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was nice. <laughs> it was nice! Man said my ex said he gave me something. <laughs> wait, so, 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 is that the answer to the prayer? Mm? <laughs> Her having contracted some sort of STI, what's the answer to your prayer? In some strange way, it was. <laughs> there you have it, people. God works in mysterious yeah. ways. So that's that's the first question I want to ask. Can you? Does God help you out in such situations, or or was that situ, or was that a result just like a, a coincidence? Do you think? Mm, mm, mm. All right. So so I'll, I'll go straight. And I don't know what Mo would say. I'll go straight to Abraham and Sarah. All right. And um, I think one instance where it was. Abraham and Sarai and then afterwards the same thing Abraham and Sarah and I'm talking about him going through um, like an enemy's territory or something like that mm-hmm. and being, a, being scared that the king was going to want or the pharaoh or the place or, or whatever um, was going to desire his wife and kill him for his wife so he said you know told Sarah you know lie that you're my sister um, what not so they don't kill me because she was hot Literally, and on both occasions, she was selected for the harem. Now, I always find it important to point out that the harem wasn't for people with good character. The harem was for the hot ones. <laughs> <laughs> that was where the kings kept the hot girls uh, for his mistresses. And Sarah was selected for both, um, for them on both occasions, even though she was old. And I say that because, like, we tend to over-spiritualize and be like, oh, yeah, looks don't matter, but obviously... God, off, it? <laughs> God saw fit to bless Sarah with the looks even to that state um, but even in those occasions where Abraham had clearly lied clearly demonstrated a lack of faith in God to keep him safe um, and and he did suffer consequences I think for in one instance Sarah was with the king for a while probably slept with the king a few times um, but in Fam? in both instances, in both, I would die to be honest. <laughs> I would sooner die. <laughs> this is it. That know that a king pressed my wife, and she's coming oh. back to me like saying nothing happened. Nah, I would sooner die. Nah. Say you're my wife. I know. Uh, 
<laughs> Say you're my wife. I'll wear a shirt that says this is my wife. Kill me. I don't care. But anyway, um, in both cases, when, when, uh, even without praying, God intervened on Abraham's behalf. Mm-hmm. And to the extent where in both cases, when he left, he left having been blessed. The king gave him stuff to, to let him go. So I, I do think God... God is a forgiving and a kind God and I think he definitely sorts us out even when we put ourselves in those situations not to say that we won't bear the consequences that's a different thing but I think that his grace is sufficient and he helps us out okay. regardless follow up question I don't know, it's, I don't know if more uh, has question. Or... I was going to say so along those same lines let's say the situations where maybe you cheated on a test mm for let's say trying to get to medical school and you cheated on the test mm. and you prayed to God to help you get into medical school even though you know you cheated on that test mm. is God would God allow you to pass that test in those situations where you've like basically sinned and then go to ask for yourself to to get what you want mm. I mean like again you guys might you guys might differ I I would first say there is no blanket answer for it. Ooh. You know, God might decide to help in one situation and not in the other. And it could depend on a variety of factors. Some like conviction, you know, are you going to cheat again? Did you actually mean it when you prayed and you're like, oh, I'm sorry, but help me get in? Do you even have to be in medical school? You know, stuff like that. Like, there's so many different um, variables that I think will, would affect whether or not God chooses to help. But ultimately, I think it's up to him. Mm-hmm. That said, um, I don't see... You know, even if you cheat, I think God can, and if he chooses to, can help you get in, or can get you in if he wants you to be in. There are people who have been in situations where they shouldn't have been. Like, you've got people who will give a testimony about how they're in this country illegally, um, for whatever reason, but God helps them, you know, avoid immigration. <laughs> like, no, seriously, like, like you know, you, you hear these stories. And for whatever reason, God sees fit to help them get through that. But then how do you know, with, with, with a situation like that, how do you know that it's, it's God helping them and it's not like the devil? I was just about to ask. Because of the fruit. Because of the fruit. So, like, with some of these people, they'll come and give the testimony after they found themselves, you know, um, I don't know, getting what they need to get or like being in a position to help like being in a position to help someone back home because they've been here they've got some money they've been able to help someone and save someone and they realise that they're only in that position because God has helped them to this point but then couldn't it be argued that if they had stayed God would have provided for, for them anyway it absolutely can but what, what I'm saying is like it, it would be a, a case by case situation as I'm just saying like and again I mean our first podcast was the illegal prayer session, which was literally talking about should we really be praying for like you know if if you're doing something wrong. But in the same vein, I think that's that's the that's the beauty of God's grace is that wherever you find yourself, He can He can help you out. Mm. Like this, this might sound far fetched, but there are armed robbers who would pray before the God and do their criminal activities, mm. especially in like, African countries. Where everyone's like very religious. Um, there's a boy that I know. You know I say a boy, he's I'm not gonna bait him out. But he's like, yo, like this this guy here. Yeah, me not pay him in the worst. This guy that sleeps around, right? and he's like, yo, the one thing he doesn't want <laughs> is her peace. <laughs> He said the one thing he doesn't want, yeah, is herpes. And then when he said it, he said, God, please don't let me get herpes. And I'm sitting there thinking, yo. (laughs) So, you've lived your life up until now without any herpes. Because he's like, even the look on his face when he said it, yeah, he was like, herpes is not going, it's dead. (laughs) He's like, genital herpes, nah. But I was like, we sometimes take these things for granted. We could be doing something wrong. And with the intention of, I will enjoy my sin, but God, like, protect me as I enjoy my sin. Mm-hmm. And just because nothing bad happens to us, doesn't necessarily mean that God is protecting us. It could just mean that the circumstances are such that nothing is happening to us. But then wouldn't that, wouldn't, couldn't, couldn't that be counted as, as God's it protection? It could be seen as God's protection. And... I like to say there's no such thing as coincidence. 
it's just a case of if I'm going around beating people up like Peter but <laughs> I don't know where that shot came from but I train I go to the gym I actually put in work and I'm like God like don't let me get hurt and I'm going around thumping people up it's like the training and everything that I'm doing is ensuring that I'm at the top of my game so it's like I'm putting in work the circumstances that I'm putting in work and my work is kind of ensuring that I'm able to do what I do even though it's wrong and it could be argued that yeah God is protecting me but it could also be argued that you're putting in the work to be able to do what you need to be not to me David so yeah um, it's a bit of a toss up for yeah, I, lack I, of better words I'd actually even also look at you know um, <coughs> Peter before he denied Christ but I said I'm, I've prayed for you so your faith does not fail um, uh, and um, you know he, he denied Christ he lied he denied Christ like three times like plain denied Christ and still you know he was able to come back mm-hmm. and the fruits of his labour show he did you know amazing things so I think it's you know it's it's not you know for sake of this shall we then sin that grace will abound no um, but like the the thing is if you find yourself in a situation what else are you going to do especially if you're a Christian and you know that there is a solution in God what else are you going to do you're not going to pray <laughs> like you know are you going to just be there and take it or you know even like David prayed you know when 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 he was in trouble. He still found reason to pray. He still found need to pray. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think the idea that whether or not God will help you, there is no other <coughs> solution. You can try to sort things like this out, but that will most likely fail. So. It is an interesting one, though, because it's a case of... Like when we saw the picture of the strippers holding hands, praying before they yeah. went out for a strip. Mm. And we were like, so in this situation, what 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 go on? But it's like, it's a difficult, it's it's an interesting one for me because God encourages us to pray. And in prayer, we need to be genuine, we need to be sincere. But at the same time, we need to have a reverence for who God is. And we need to, I would like to say, come to Him correct, but. It's always it's almost impossible to to come to come to him correct. And it's just a case of there's allowing the Holy Spirit to kind of work in us, to change us, to mould us, and we actively do that in or we should actively do that in prayer. Prayer has been kind of turned to God, give me this, give me that, give me this, give me that. When it's essentially like, yes, there's an element of that. But it's also to kind of seek the heart of God and to um, fellowship with the heart of God through prayer and His Word and through the Holy Spirit. Um, I know, I know for a fact that I've, I've said some dumb prayers, some mad dumb prayers. Some of them have been answered, some of them have not. Um, and it's like, in hindsight, I can see why some have been answered, some haven't been answered. Um, but in the situation, it's like. So did God condone that situation? And it's it's just yo. No, I think you know. Um, I think there are like various um, conditions to answer prayer. So you know, if you ask, if you don't ask in God's in Christ's name, if you don't ask in accordance with His will, there are different things that that can come in. And I think it's it's. I don't really see even as our place to to know mm-hmm. or, or to or to judge in the sense of how do I know that God isn't working in someone's heart? You know, like that stripper, that stripper picture you guys mentioned, uh, you mentioned. Um, you know, how do I not know that there's someone there that doesn't want to be there, finds himself there, um, and is praying, and then you know gives a lap dance to some other guy that helps her come out of a situation. I don't know. <laughs> like, like for real, it's... I think it's it's interesting to, to presume because even if 
even something as subtle as me going to pray and then having beef with someone else is something I shouldn't be doing. But it's an easier thing to overlook because it's just me having beef with someone else. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? But then it's a strip of praying and so it's much more obvious. Mm. You know, and yet we still expect or we still hope that God answers and God answers both of us. And I think it's because the details or the, the semantics of those situations are, are not as necessary. Mm, Pray once you're praying, that's important. Mm-hmm. I think it, it reminds me of a similar situation where I've known of pastors who um, will publicly shun a pregnant woman when the belly's out. Mm. And they make her come in front and then like confess and then apologize and blah, blah, blah. But it's like, the same person or another person who isn't pregnant is on a worship team uh, getting away with it. But as soon as the sin starts to show, they're like, yo, yeah, 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 yeah. And it's, it's like, as Peter was saying, we kind of look at the out, the, the outward appearance in the sense of, yeah, you're a stripper, you shouldn't be praying. No, we only need holy people praying. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it's it's not quite that. Yes, the Bible said, God, um, the prayers of a righteous man availeth much. Um, but our righteousness is in Christ. Exactly. So who is a righteous man? Yeah. And it's like, apart from him, we don't really have any righteousness of our own. Bible says our righteousness is what filthy rags for the Lord. And that is our self-righteousness. When we try to come to God saying, yes, God, I'm correct. Nah, it's filthy rags. But when we come saying, no, we're, we're wretched sinners. Like, forgive us for our sins. We're more justified. Um, and so it, it's a bit tricky. But, again, I, I, always, I always say when you're praying, just check the motives of your heart. And, yeah, it's just that. But it comes back to your question in terms of God answered your prayer. <laughs> By giving her an STD. <laughs> <laughs> no, God didn't give the <laughs> no, 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 him. God gave the girl the no, STD. Yeah, gave the girl. But does God give people STDs? Or does he allow STDs to happen to people? He allows it to happen. He allows it to happen. But it's a case of that was your get out clause. And but that situation had nothing to do with you. So it wasn't a case of you flung it on her. It was as a result of her previous decisions Mm. that kind of led her down that route. So it's kind of like a a past kind of caught up with her. And luckily didn't Didn't catch catch you. Can I I also point something else out? Um, Is sometimes it's not even your prayers, but like the prayers of the parents or the prayers mm. of the of other people for you no like for real because no, the way you said the prayers of the parents God if my son is sleeping any <laughs> any rough girl any bad girl let her <laughs> cat <laughs> no 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 I call down heavenly fire in the form of Jennifer Happy <laughs> in the form of chlamydia nah but like No, but for real, if there like, are any parents dropping them prayers, yeah, I really... Like, in, in the Bible, you see God honouring <coughs> the parents. And so you'll hear, um, you know, you'll hear Jacob pray, and he's like, God of Abraham, you know, God of Isaac, God of my God. And it's like, God very much honours the prayers of the, of the parents as well. Um, and, and so you have some people that are messing about, and you think, well, these guys are messing about, but God's still keeping... I think one story I was told in Sunday school or something was everyone's doing something stupid, right? You've got people doing something stupid, but there's one person that never gets caught. <laughs> that person never gets caught. And it's like, why is it that that person doesn't get caught? And my, I remember my Sunday school teacher saying, it could very well be that that person's parents are praying for them <laughs> and like literally like just praying for them and trying to keep them covered in prayer. And your parents are sleeping, so... <laughs> And I like personally, like a personal testimony is one thing that I've noticed is my mom like prays, like she's the wake up in the middle of the night, three o'clock in the morning. You you wake up, hear someone screaming, and it's like, oh, mom's praying. 
and like we see we see the effect of that in our lives we see the the covering that that has given to us um and it's definitely something that i want to incorporate and i know like friends and guys incorporate for their children and i think it's very good um because god honors it it. we were talking one word that popped up was or two words or phrase God's sovereignty mm-hmm. I've, I've always thought God's sovereignty you know just the idea that he's in control of everything mm-hmm. yeah so God is all sovereign God is all powerful mm-hmm. so my question is if God is all sovereign and go. all powerful here we go is friend necessary because yeah so as in do our prayers have an effect on what God is doing if God knows what's going to happen already I heard someone say we don't pray to change God but to change ourselves so it's a case of if we're like God, I need a job, I need a job, I need a job, I need a job. Our focus is on the job. Some some will get the job. God answers different people in different ways. For others, God will change your heart in how you view the job. You won't necessarily view the job as your means to to get provision, but rather God is is my provider. Um so and we don't necessarily yeah I personally believe we don't necessarily come to God to change what he wanted to do for us or change his mind or change his heart towards something but rather to every time we we come to God we are changed in some way shape or form or we should be changed in some way shape or form um Paul Washer says you cannot have an encounter with an all powerful God and not be changed mm. So it's every time that we come to him in prayer, every time that we read his word, there should be, even if it is just a tiny change in us, there should be something. So it's like a chisel, chiseling away of us. So I believe, yes, he's sovereign and okay. he is able to do... What about the Pharisees and Judas? Hmm? What about the Pharisees and Judas? Right. What about them? They came into contact with an all-powerful God in mm-hmm. Jesus Christ mm-hmm. and yet remained hard-hearted. Yeah, remain hard-hearted. But then we're going into election <laughs> and predestination. And that's when it gets a bit tricky. I know. Which is and it's a, ca- it's a case yeah. of we, we can't really do that at this stage of the podcast <laughs> where we're already half an hour in. Yes. But it is a case of... That's wisdom right there. Mate, we're going to need some time for this. Because predestination and election and stuff is something that, for my observations... A lot of Christians are on both sides of the fence for. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of people hold on firmly to free will. A lot of people hold on firmly to the sovereignty of God. But some what, of us are like, it's both in the Bible, so it's cool. Exactly, that's exactly what I was about to say. <laughs> my, my perspective is the Bible presents both. And the Bible doesn't present it from a perspective of how does it work, but it works. Mm. presents it from the perspective of you have free will but God is still sovereign and yeah, that's it that's it and that's that's just how it works and it's, it's a case of yes God does not violate our free will but at the same time we cannot amount to any good deed without God's initiation so the Bible says none can come to me unless drawn by the father mm. so unless the father draws us we cannot choose to come to him mm-hmm. so by the father drawing us he is helping he is allowing us to choose him and this is where election comes in. Does God draw everyone or does he draw the elect? Okay, okay, okay. Let's leave that. So we'll, we'll leave it there for, for a better time. But um, yes, I believe in a sense they had an encounter with him, mm-hmm. but they were blind to who he was. Mm-hmm. So because they were blind to who he was, they weren't, they weren't in, in them meeting him, they weren't meeting God. Mm-hmm. In their perceptions, they were just meeting another man. <coughs> Like when Jesus said to Thomas, if you had known me, you would know, you would know the Father. Mm. If you had known me. And it's a case of, did Jesus know him? Did the Pharisees know him? Mm. Jesus said, if, if you know my Father, you know me. You know like the words that I speak are from him. Judas was a thief. He used to steal from the money pot that was given to, the, to, the, to Jesus because he had the money. And he used to steal from me. And he was the only disciple who Jesus rebuked publicly. Not just, um, Peter got rebuked in front of the other disciples when he said, when Jesus was talking about um, he, needs to, he was going to go die in Jerusalem. He was rebuked in front of the disciples. But Judas, 
um, was the disciple who said to the woman who broke the alabaster jar and poured it over his feet, you could have sold that for a year's wages and given it to the poor. That was in a public place and Jesus rebuked him. Hmm. And it's a case of he only said that because he stole money. So he saw money as more valuable. So after he got rebuked, he was like, "Bun it. Trying to rebuke man in public. Say nothing. I'm going to get you doppied. Car. Can I just, um, can I say something? Please. This is my wife. Introducing Jamelia. Hi. That jumps. <clears throat> um, I just like to recommend a book. Blah. What? A book, yes. Um, it's called Can I Know God's Will by R.C. Sproul. Mm. I'm currently reading it, and um, it really does go into detail about the differences between God's will and man's will. And so if you are struggling with the concept, then I would recommend it definitely. I think, I, I think you can get it for like 1p or something. Yeah, on I got it for Amazon. free from Amazon. It yeah. was free, but oh, I'm not sure free, if yeah. the price is still free. Like it's it's a good deal. It's a good yeah. book. A there's good there's deal. a 14 book collection, and I say 14 like is a lot. Obviously, 14 is a lot, but they're not that thick yeah. books. Yeah. And actually, I think I went through each one in about a day. Booklets almost. Yeah, it was pretty pretty much a booklet. I went through each one in about a day, and I'm a slow reader. So yeah, I'll see I'll see Sproul. Can I know God's will? Yeah. Yes. Check it out. Check it out. Do you just check out RC Spro, innit? <laughs> check out RC Spro. Just type it in. Alright, next question. The power of prayer. Is the two hour holy fire prayers that we hear in let's say the Pentecostal evangelical community mm. any more powerful than the quiet prayers we hear in Church of England churches? <laughs> Alright, cool, you know what, yeah. I was just about to say no, but then you called out specific names. Um, I'm still going to say no. Um, when you say no, as in no, as in it's they're not, not any different. Yeah, okay. no, no, not any different, but it's not any more powerful. Good, good, good. Because Jesus says um, the Pharisees think they're heard based on the public displays. public displays and how much words they say. Yeah. But vain repetitions. Vain repetitions, yeah. that's the word. But yeah. it's, it's, not, it's not that. It's not that. It's... It's the it's the heart behind your prayer that Absolutely. that actually matters the most. Like you you can I've said I've said prayers, I'm just like, God, please help me. And I have seen more answer in just that prayer than me spending an hour. Now I've seen more in that and it's a case of and I can wholeheartedly say that when I said, God, please help me, I was genuine and sincere. I was like, God, I need your help. Without you, it's peak for me. But in that hour-long thing, I was just like, yeah, you know what? Tomorrow, I'm going to go back to church. I'm going to go back to my boys. Yeah, that hour-long session yesterday was fire. That, that was what I was trying to do. Mm. Obviously, if the Spirit leads you to pray for an hour, the Spirit has led you to pray for an hour. And there's a reason for it. But don't feel obligated that I need to spend an hour in prayer every day. I need to spend an hour in the Word every day. Mm. It's quality rather than quantity. It's where your heart is rather than how long your heart is there for. Where no, 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 no. Let me rephrase that. Your heart should be in God all the time, ideally. Mm. But it's it's the intensity of your desire for God. Uh, I think I think there's there's room for both, and, and you see. You see, even Jesus displayed both. Mm-hmm. You know, there are instances where, you know, the disciples said, you know, how should we pray? And, and he, he'd give <coughs> the Lord's Prayer. But then, you know, before um, he was captured, he found it necessary to go and sit somewhere mm-hmm. alone and pray as, and sweat as though he was bleeding. So I think, I think there's room for both. And I think, um, just as Mo said, it, it comes down more to your heart. You know, the Bible says the Holy Spirit can make prayers out of your grunts. And there have been prayers like, you know, I, I've had prayers where there's no words. It's just a helpless kind of sigh and, and just a focus on God being the only solution to this problem. And that in and of itself is a prayer. Mm. And that in and of itself gains more response than sometimes. And, and honestly, I've done this where in church when I was younger. Yeah. You just put that in front of it here. So, um, literally, you're leading prayer and you're just looking at the time like, I need to make this prayer last this long. 
And it's not that you're praying for anything. It's not that you're doing anything. You're just trying to make it last long mm -hmm. so it looks good. Because two-hour prayer looks better than one-hour prayer. And it's like... Or ten minute prayer. Well, <laughs> ten minute prayer. Bad, you know, and and it, and it's it's not the right way. It's it's it becomes your reward is the people looking at you like, oh, that guy can pray. That's your reward. Prayer warrior. Prayer and warrior. Do, do, do another thing that irritates me about praying in the Pentecostal church, yeah. <laughs> Shots. It, it might not be just Pentecostals, but obviously when I go to a Pentecostal church, it's, it's just prominent. Why do you pray on the mic in tongues? <laughs> Why? And, and you can tell that it's not it's not by accident. It's like they've got the mic, they're praying, but there's an intentional move it to your mouth and pray in tongues. I'm like Paul says, yo, if you come in the group, unless someone can interpret the tongues, just Leave well, it out. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's why. Maybe they're doing it loud so people can hear. So there's an interpretation Inter that can come. <laughs> plus, it says when you speak in tongues, you're edifying yourself unless mm. someone can translate it. Mm. So if you want to, this is a corporate. This is corporate prayer. So if you want to, I'm not gonna say amen to your prayer if I do not understand it. Yeah, it's as okay. simple as that. Bro, those tongues might not be coming from God. <laughs> I went to a church here. Yeah? Saying no names again, as per usual. Blood. We need to say names. <laughs> I'm starting to feel reckless out here. Fam, do you know what, yeah? I, I, this I church, on this no. road. Ah, uh, cool, my wife said no, there's wisdom in the room. <laughs> Blood, this guy's, this guy's, um, um, tongues, yeah? I'm like, Blood, that's not tongues. Keep quiet, shut it down. No. And then, it's like, because it was so rhythmic, the whole church, the whole church started to pray in sequence to his screams. And I'm like, you're just getting them in the trance, mate. Uh, another annoying one is when it's like, you're praying, and it's like, raise your voices. I want to hear your voice. I want to, like, why? Why do I have to shout? Will that make it any easier for my voice to get to heaven? <laughs> Open your mouth and pray. What if I want to pray in my heart? Chill. Best one that I've heard yet. Clap your hands and pray. Hey, why? <laughs> You're slapping the devil. I've heard this before. You are slapping the devil. Like, yeah, Stop your feet. I'm like, yo, blood. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> oh. You know I'm just mocking a cult. <laughs> No, I'm just saying. That that is that is that is a point in the fact that you know it's there a is a cultural aspect to it, and that's not bad. That's not bad. You look at you know classical music. I don't think would ever have evolved in Africa. Like I don't think you'd get classical music <laughs> in Africa. I've had to do classical music concert in Africa one time. No one came. People were so were breathless after like 15 minutes. It was a two-hour long concert. <laughs> We are just rushing, rushing, rushing. Yeah, it's uh, culturally, it's not, it's not like an African to be quiet and, and to be solemn and stuff. Which like is that. why they always get in so much trouble. <laughs> now, my my only issue is, yes, it's cultural. Please do not place too much emphasis on, on the culture. That it becomes, it becomes <clears throat> almost as though you're placing as much weight on it as you are on scripture. Or okay. as you are when the act of prayer in and of itself. Can I, can I, yeah, please, please. Can I say some stuff? I think, yeah, that it, it is a culture. This is this how I was brought up, okay? I was brought up in the Pentecostal church. So I was subliminally taught that that's how you pray, right? Now, growing up, I learned to talk to God in my own way. Mm. But when I want to go in, yeah, then I, I do all those things. I talk in tongues. Sometimes into I'm, the mic. No, not into a mic. <laughs> Sometimes, can I, I just want to say some stuff about clapping your hands, yeah, and stamping your feet. And just because I'm a very active, when I'm in worship or I'm in prayer, I'm, um, What's the word? Vocal. Energetic. No, not just vocal. Like I, like I pray with my whole body. And mm. So if I'm seeing something in the spirit, 
you will know that I'm sick. Like, yeah, that's that's one hundred. If I'm if I'm breaking a wall in the spirit, I will be breaking the wall. Like <laughs> you will see me breaking the wall. Virtual reality, man. Like literally. So VR troopers. I imagine maybe one time someone was praying. Yeah. And when they were clapping, they was clapping Satan, right? That uh, one time. Okay, okay, okay. And then it got passed down that like, every yeah, time yeah, you clap when yeah, you pray. Mm, like, alright, mm. we need to stop that foolishness. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But it probably started in a true place. Yeah, yeah. What I will say is that sometimes we're not open-minded to accept that you don't have to grab oil to cast down the devil. Like, so sometimes... And it is different because, and then it's because um, white people's culture in prayer, if you think of Britishness, because I can't talk about all white people in the whole entire world, but Britishness, the way they're so calm and courteous and... Very reserved. Reserved, Always ready to cue. All of that stuff, that comes across when you hear them pray. It's the same kind of gentleness and and calmness and... Alright, Moses is doing something else on wave right now. <laughs> but there were times when um, This we, is how we're losing listeners. <laughs> we went to marriage counselling and the, the reverend there, he, he's a white man, and, but there were times when he prayed in that room in his gentle way and I felt the presence of oh, God mm. listen mm. in the next way. So I think we have to be open minded that our culture doesn't is not the only people that can touch heaven. Mm, mm. I'm not saying we don't do it because we do. But how do you know but, but, but how do you know when it's like you're praying in the spirit and not praying in gas? <laughs> what do you mean praying what's praying in gas? Like you know when you just like you think it's the spirit but you're just like and it's just because everyone everyone else around you is being yeah, it's just hype. Yeah. yeah. I think hype comes when you've got one eye open. <laughs> and you're looking at what everybody else is doing so that you can be a part of it. I think when you are in prayer, you're not. When I'm in like in prayer and in worship, I'm not where I am. Like I'm no longer in the church, so I don't have time. She's in heavenly places. For whatever you oh. are. Like afterwards, people are like, oh, did you see what so and so? I'm like, no, I don't see nothing. Yeah, like yeah. I was praying. I don't know what you do. <laughs> no, what you often. guys are doing. So I think you can tell the people that are gassed as well because they're attention seeking mm-hmm. and in a group of people you can always tell the one that is playing the spirit, mm-hmm. like just playing. There used to be one in my church, she would just fall out all the time with her eyes open like... <laughs> <laughs> do, do you know what I was? For what I'm hearing yeah. here, for what I'm hearing, before she falls out, she'll look around. She looks! <laughs> move the chairs out of the way so she don't hurt herself. And then <laughs> <laughs> And she always waits for the, the cert, you know the certified people that will catch the spirit first? Mm-hmm. Like there's people in your church that are, are kind of like more, I don't in know, tune. in tune with the spirit, yeah? So they feel the move first. She'll wait for them to start, yeah? And then she'll be looking around like, okay, okay. <laughs> and then she will fall out, yeah? Like say it's legit. And I'm just looking at her like, <laughs> get off the floor, fam. Not real. I think just, I'll just add something briefly to that is, it really does come to the individual. You know, you yourself and making sure that you are able to be aware, not not you are able to be aware, but that you are aware of God and regardless of your surroundings, you are aware that he is with you and you're able to commune with him. Mm. Regardless of what that might mean, be in a Catholic, um, like I said Catholic, in a quiet church or in a, you know, in a loud church, regardless, you are able to commune Mm. with God in your own way. And that's, so if I can just add quickly as well, that's, this is something that I've, I've mentioned quite a few times on the podcasts in terms of Jamelia and myself. Jamelia's been brought up in a sense of very active and very vocal in her prayers. Whilst I became, I, was, I, became, I, was, I became a Christian and I'm quite reserved. That's just my personality. If I start being vocal and active, you know, yo, something's up. But um, generally, I'm just, you catch me in the back, put my hoodie up and I'm just praying. And... So any fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a so thug for Jesus. I'm a gangster for Jesus. No, I'm yeah, gassed. Um, but yeah, it's a case of that's how we both communicate. We communicate with God. Um, and I appreciate how she is. She appreciates how I am. And I, th- 
I believe we need that room within the church to be able to appreciate the way different people worship and the way different people kind of communicate with God and not just impose our preferred method. Mm. Like when they say, everyone stand up and pray. I don't want to stand up. <laughs> I genuinely don't. I just want to sit here and kind of do my own thing. And he doesn't stand up. Obviously. <laughs> He doesn't even go to work some days. <laughs> it's his birthday. He doesn't stand up on his birthday. He does not stand up to pray on his birthday. Alright, final quick question. Is there, a, is there a correct way to pray? Like, are you? is it allowed for you to use slang when you're praying? Are you allowed to... Yeah, you have to be all holy and down. Lots of... Like Lord Fathers after after everything you say. Like, Father God, da 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 Father God. I'll just give a quick... By understanding, then uh, James and Rob and yourself, James and Mo and yourself can can say. My understanding of how God Christ presented prayer is coming to a father. Now, whatever relationship you have with your father will dictate how you um, you 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 speak with him. But there will always be elements of respect. Mm-hmm. At the same time, there will always be elements of freedom. You know, if you have a good relationship with your dad. So I think however that manifests, be it in using slang, I can't imagine you'd be using curse words and stuff like that. But I'm not I'm not going to say that that then is not prayer. If your whole vocabulary is swear words and in the sincerity of your heart, you're praying and you're using swear words. It's you and God, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. It's, it's how you communicate with God. And I think I wouldn't say there's a right way or wrong way. I'll say... Christ gave a template in the Lord's Prayer, mm-hmm. um, but then He also He He presents it as coming to your Father, and however you come to your Father, uh, you come to God. Yeah, uh, my whatever I'm gonna say is pretty much just gonna echo Peter's, in the sense of there should be a, a notion of like respect and reverence towards God. We shouldn't just become um, um, over familiar in the sense that we just come to Him anyhow. And we're just like, yeah, it's what it is, and I'm hearing it, God. Like, what are you saying? But in, a, in at the same time, we should be genuine. We shouldn't take on a fake persona mm. and be like, "Thou art the Lord in heaven." It's like, <laughs> unless you want, unless to. unless that's, unless how, that's I, how you want. Because I know some yeah. people who that's how they were taught to pray. So that's genuinely how they know. All right, cool. When I come, I need to, to pray like this. But I've always been of the understanding that come to God genuinely and come to God as as personally as possible so sometimes my prayer has been in slang it hasn't been it hasn't been in profanity or anything like that but at that moment I needed to be that I needed to be myself to the fullest and be like yo this this is it like ah, yeah this is it um, I'll just say yeah it's a sense of it is a relationship but there should always be a sense of respect within that relationship and a sense of reverence within that relationship, mm. um, which grows in time and how much time you spend with him and before him. Um, but yeah, there's always a, an element of um, authenticity. That's what I want. That's the word I was looking for. Be authentic. Be yourself. That's, that's, that's essentially it. <coughs> so, me Yeah, I just, he is God, yeah? Like... He is God. So, for me, I get uneasy when, like, I've had occasions when pastors have been talking about God, like, oh, yeah, God's that pot done in it. I'm like, are you mad? (laughs) (laughs) But that's just me, personally. Um, I think there's, for me, there's a difference in when I'm just talking to God and when I feel like I'm, I have come in prayer. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So, there's times when I, I could just be walking or um, yeah, on my way somewhere and I just be like, God, like, what's, what's happening with this? And I'm really irritated about that. Like, like you're just talking to your friend. Little, little WhatsApp conversations mm. that I have with God. Um, it's not the same as when I feel like I've come to pray because then it is more of a Lord's Prayer setup where there's lots of praise and thanks before I really get into what I'm praying about. So, I think there's levels depending on what how you're communicating. Um, I'm a King James Bible person, so um, in my prayer, a lot of scripture comes up in my prayers, and it can be like, "Thou art, <laughs> how great thou art." Yeah, but um, it's not every time. So, 
just don't feel like you have to copy other people. Yeah. That's it. Just, just pray how it comes naturally, and the Holy Spirit will lead you. Mm-hmm. I think I'd end by saying that no matter what words you use. God knows your heart in it. Mm. So you can say the most beautiful, pretty prayer. It's all the all the language. Thank you, Lord Father. I want to say Lord Father. <laughs> you Lord Father. What a great Lord Father. Thank you, Lord Father. <laughs> well God knows your heart. God knows who you really are, how you really are. So <coughs> come and be honest because there's nothing that you can hide from him because he knows more about you than you know about yourself. Mm. So just come knowing that you're, you're you're coming to someone who knows your problems even more than you know yeah and just come be genuine be real but yeah. be respectful so i think that'd be a nice place to end it yeah cool so thank you for listening to this podcast episode yeah uh, let's do the handles handles i'll go ahead and then do the uh, acknowledgements thank okay. you to www.partnersinrhyme for giving us the opening and the closing music. Uh, thanks also to Calvin Turner of Toro Media uh, for the logo design. Um, Twitter at The Furnace UK. Um, hot, um, email address tbsfurnace at hotmail.com. Soundcloud.com forward slash The Blacksmith's Furnace. No apostrophe. Um, iTunes, The Blacksmith's Furnace with an apostrophe. I think that's everything, yeah. Listen, share with your friends, leave a comment. If you get on iTunes, leave us a review, please, as well. It, it does help. And share. Um, I'm not going to do that today. I'm just going to... You sure? I'm sure. Anybody else want to do any shout-outs? Before uh, we go? I don't want to be the only person. <laughs> <laughs> ah, go ahead, go ahead. Because you've made some announcements on Facebook as well, so it's worth um, mentioning. If anyone's got any like wedding stuff they want to do, holla Bobby. After <laughs> <laughs> I said I don't want to do shout outs. I can't, I can't be the only person. <laughs> At Bobby A Events. Oh, there's no website. <laughs> so I, I, on Twitter, innit? It's on, it's on the, I mean, Insta. Instagram, Bobby A Events. Bobby A Events, yeah. And likewise for myself, I can't, I can't just be the only person. Likewise for myself, um, any, if you need pictures in terms of... Um, Portraiture, lifestyle, um, location shoots, um, engagements, couple shots, um, just events, just gen- general really. Um, holler me. And you can find my work on Instagram at hmuseh. And my WordPress is hmuseh.wordpress.com. Currently I'm running a limited half price special so if you holler me quick you just might just might Guess slide into it still so filming from today the 9th yeah today from today the 9th of may 2016 yeah i'm doing a limited time i don't quite know when it's going to end so that's what i'm just saying it's a limited time so regardless of whenever you hear this holler me you might be able to talk okay so yeah this is the blacksmith's furnace don't forget to pray guys for real signing out